And what's interesting about espresso? Don't say it that way. Stop it. It's not espresso. Are you sure? Stop it. Express yourself. How you brewing? It's time to get ground to earth. I'm David. And I'm Josiah. And it's unpretentious coffee talk time once again. Yes. Today, we are going to be talking about the world of espresso and drink offerings. And for us non-Italian speakers out there, it can feel like we're wading through a haze of uncertainty, Josiah. That's right. And the goal today is to demystify the complexities of espresso and find a way to give us the confidence to walk into a specialty coffee shop and know what we want to order. I always like feeling confident, but right now I don't because I got a question for you. What's in the cup? There's coffee in this cup. David has absolutely no idea what kind of coffee is in this cup. And the goal is for him to guess at least one of the flavor notes right. One, just one. And if he can get the flavor note that the roaster decided you taste in this coffee, you get to keep that bag of coffee. I would really like to keep a bag of coffee right now. I'm, I've been batting non, not, not very successfully <laughs> yeah, lately. You so know, you've struck out a numbers, couple times. Low percentages. But this is, this is where I think the underdog shines. So, All right. Well, oh, is that a hint? Oh, man. Maybe he's setting me up for success. All right. Let's give it a shot. All right. Mmm. Like smelt it before I even got to my face. Instantly. I'd like to preface. There's no wrong answers here. Now, he may be wrong with what's on the back, and then I get to take coffee home. But everybody has a unique palate, their own taste buds, with experience of their own taste. So when you taste coffee, just know that you're not wrong if you don't taste what's on the bag. But we're trying to grow and expand David's vocabulary. And right now, there's something (laughs) on the tip of your tongue. There is, and I feel like I need to start guessing some classic uh, previous guests. Guesses, because... uh, I would say, once again, we are in some obscure territory. Well, that does not help with what I just said I was going to take an approach. Not only that, there's only two flavor notes on this bag. Okay, hold on. I'm going to guess molasses, and I'm going to guess cinnamon. Molasses and cinnamon. You are going to be surprised. I was going to say pleasantly surprised, but you'll be surprised. Pleasantly means I would have been right. That is what that would mean if I was going to say pleasantly. All right, hit me with it. All right. Here we are on a journey. What's the tall thing? Give me the tall thing. Let's go with the tall thing first. Our very first flavor now is white wine. White wine. Okay. Which is very different. <laughs> but it, honestly, that is that is such a reach for a flavor, you know, a taste in coffee. Yeah. It is something very, very, very All right, what else? particular. What else? The next one, lemongrass. We've got a lemongrass paste. I was going to guess lemon. <laughs> We've got a lemongrass. You said... Tangerine. 
Go ahead and try it. <laughs> that's the that's the is strong. Wow. <laughs> I feel like I have potpourri in my mouth. Dude, <laughs> Today's coffee is from Lineage Coffee Roasters. They have this amazing micro lot coffee from Colombia. It's called Lenarco Rodriguez. Very delicious. That's your white wine, your lemongrass. Yes, potent lemongrass. Yes, I walked into the shop and one day they offered me this coffee for free after I bought a t-shirt just because they saw how passionate I was about coffee. Josiah, I'm excited about our topic today because I feel like you are the expert friend that I need today to introduce me to the world of espresso. There are a lot of terms on a menu and they are in Italian and I, my eyes get crossed. So be my guide today. I'm going to do everything I can to be that guide. Okay. I will not profess that I'm any kind of an expert, but I am working with espresso every single day. And what's interesting about ex- espresso? Don't say it that way. Stop it. It's not espresso. Are you sure? <laughs> Stop it. Express yourself. <laughs> <laughs> what's interesting about espresso is that espresso is finely ground coffee and it uses a very hot temperature and very high pressure to yield highly concentrated flavor and caffeine from the coffee. Okay. Um, espresso is something very delicious that I enjoy. Some people refer to it as liquid gold. Oh. Um, Yes. It's pretty amazing when you do it the right way. What's interesting, I actually have pulled up this article of where espresso comes from. All right. Hit me with it. Um, The Smithsonian wrote an article and they were talking about how there really were so many patents and prototypes of the invention of the espresso machine because it comes from Italy. Uh, but it's dated back in 1884 that Angelo Moriondo, um, who's from Turin, Italy. Turin? Turin, Italy? A place in Italy. A place in Italy. Um, and he was granted a patent for what, in quotes, new steam machinery for the economic and instantaneous confection of coffee beverage. So the machine, it had a large boiler. It was heated to 1.5 bars of pressure, significantly less than I was going to say, right? I, we've, we've maybe improved upon that technology. We Definitely. <laughs> uh, but it pushed water through a large bed of coffee on demand. And then there was a second boiler that produces uh, steam that would like flash the bed of coffee at the end. Okay. And we have come a really long way f- since, you know, yeah, first patented coffee. Uh, because now we're using nine bars of pressure, which is the equivalent of about 135 pounds of pressure that is going on your coffee in a very short time okay. at about 202, 204 degrees. Okay. That's espresso. Espresso. All right. So uh, when I walk up to the shop, I don't sit there and specify, you know, how many bars of pressure and the temperature right, that I want. Right. So, but I still see a lot of terms. So, if we're talking just espresso, nothing added to it. Yes. What are the different options that I have when I walk up? Well, espresso is the standard. So, okay. espresso is going to be involved in most of the coffee drinks people consume. 
I know that there are many people who are out there who would even maybe even walk up and decide, I want espresso today. Sure. People in the coffee community really do love it. Yeah. Um, and it's because you get that high concentration of flavor, this mm-hmm. really well-balanced shot where you're experiencing all of what the coffee has to offer. I feel um, like it's when, when I get a shot of espresso, it's the sweetest version of the way I can experience that particular roast. You you really can get so much of the right kind of acidity, like a citrusy acidity that you want, and and then a sweetness or a sugariness that you may not get if the coffee is in a much larger batch. Okay. Um, and, but, and that's what you want out of your coffee. And you don't want really any of the bitterness out of the caffeine. You just want the benefit of it. Yeah. Uh, so if espresso is the standard, yes. what... Up, down, left, right. I mean, how can it really change? What's the difference? Yeah, so there are a couple different ways. Um, There is something called the ristretto, which is translated to restricted. It's less water, um, less output, and typically in a quicker time. So is it like an even stronger flavor? Uh, It can be. Okay. Yep. Uh, Ristretto is different. It's not necessarily my preference. Um, sometimes you aren't going to get all of that sweetness out of the coffee. You get some of the shock of the coffee, um, but it just happens a lot quicker than you would normally brew an espresso. Okay. So that's less water. What about more water? More. Yeah. So um, you've got your ristretto, and this is with the amount of water. Ristretto, espresso, then there's something called adopio. Okay. Which is about double the amount of a normal espresso. With the same amount of grinds or... Um, it, yeah, it would be the same amount of grinds, but you would, you would vary the grind size. Oh, okay. Um, and maybe the, maybe it, you would differ the amount of coffee. It just depends on what you're going for, what you want the coffee to taste like. Um, the other day we tried this at the shop and we did up our coffee dose by about two grams. It's not very much. I mean, it is a significant amount when it comes to espresso yeah, because the smallest some... tweaks sure. change the taste extremely. Um, but we went up to about 20 and then we pulled 60 grams out. Okay. Which is going to be right at our, our yeah. dopio. Um, and it was very interesting. Interesting in what way? Well, how is it different than your typical shot of espresso? Um, it just tasted a, a lot fuller and okay. a lot richer. So it actually changed the the flavor of it. It wasn't just totally. like more of the same of a shot right. of espresso. Okay. Yeah, the flavor was very, very different. And then you have something like um, what what's called a, a lungo um, or a long shot. Um, those, instead of being brewed in about 25 to 35 seconds, is going to be closer to 45 seconds to a minute. Okay. And it'll fill up your cup cup of coffee a lot more um i've been given a lungo instead of a batch brew coffee or a black coffee okay um, but it's going to be a lot stronger than maybe your americano which would be a shot of espresso pulled over hot water okay and and is a, is like a a lungo the same amount as a um as a shot of americano espresso? um it not always it, it, that's going to vary shop to shop too okay. Right. They might determine uh, a lungo, we're going to pull six ounces from this espresso. That's how much we're going to yield yeah. in, in the lungo. Um, just depends. All right. So you got uh, espresso as the standard. If I yes. want something more concentrated, less volume, um, it, I'm looking at a ristretto, ristretto. restricted. Yep. And then a dopio is like a double shot, essentially. 
Yeah. Okay. It, right, it, we'll more or less. It. We'll go yes. with it. And then like Alungo Long Black yep. is going to be um, more water, more time pull on the shot. So it gives me more yield. More of a yield. Um, yep. And then you can do an Americano, which would be like. Shot of espresso over hot water. Hot water. Okay. That's it. All right. So that's just coffee. That's just espresso. Espresso. Okay. Yep. Espresso plus milk. Ooh. Mm. I know. See, a lot of people who are, they just, maybe coffee is a little too stark for them or yeah. strong. I don't know how to really express that, but um, it's maybe too much of a kick in the teeth. They want to maybe mild up the taste a little bit. Right. And, and in a way, it'll dilute your espresso. Okay. But at the same time, it can accent and highlight those flavors. Yeah, so not ju- not just a delusion, if you will, but more of a, an enhancement or a, just something different. And it depends on an who accent. you talk to. Yes, it can accent in a way that is really nice. Okay. Um, and, and when we're talking about milk, there are people out there who aren't a big fan of dairy. Um, so whether it's whole milk or maybe an, an alternative milk, for example, an oat milk or an almond milk or a macadamia milk. Um, you, you can experience what the espresso has to offer without it being as strong by combining it with milk. But there's all different levels of how this happens. Okay. Okay. So what's the yeah, the least amount of milk added? What would that be called? The least amount of milk added. There are a couple different options. The very first one that I think of is a macchiato. Now, this is something that you may have heard from many coffee shops, um, and it probably looks different depending on where you go. But traditionally, a macchiato is your shot of espresso, which is that standard uh, in the US, close to a double shot. It's not your dopio, but it's about one and a half to two times the amount of coffee that you put in is what's yielded. Okay. So, for example, at my shop, um, we have about 30, 30 to 35 grams of coffee coming out uh, when we brew our coffee. Okay. And so, and that's the actual mass. That's how much we weigh out. Okay. When we add milk to it, uh, if you were to just add some steamed or I guess froth milked, almost like a dot, you're looking more at like your macchiato. And that's different than a lot of... Um Fast casual shops might. It is. You're right. Okay. Because it's not a lot of coffee. It's a very small amount of the total amount of ounces versus what someone would expect when they when they go into a shop and they're like, oh, I want your largest coffee. And they're expecting like ice in the cup. And they're expecting it to be this big. Yeah. Like your macchiato is not that. Um, there's something very similar. It's called a cortado. Yeah. A cortado translates to cut. And it's just referencing literally cutting uh, the amount of the cup to equal parts espresso and steamed milk. Okay, yeah. And I, I know I've had a cortado several times at your shop and it's a great way to have some espresso. Yeah, it really is. Especially for somebody who's not looking for the fullness of flavor that might almost shock them. Or, or, or maybe you want something that lasts a little bit longer than 20 seconds to consume. Right. All right. Yep. So that cortado, I, I'm a big fan of cortados. Okay. Uh, but it's steamed milk. Typically, I'm looking for, when it comes to the milk, um, you're looking for microfoam or or like all that means is there's very, very, very small bubbles in the milk. Okay. Um, you're breaking down the milk itself, bringing it all back together, breaking it down with the steam. 
uh, steam wand that's normally on the side of the espresso machine and then bringing it all back together. And it has a little bit of a foamy quality, but we're going for the texture of almost like wet paint. Ooh. Along the wall of your milk pitcher. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna choose to look at paint differently rather than my coffee differently. Right, based on that <laughs> right, right. But one day I'll show you. It, it's pretty neat to see there are all these little tiny bubbles, but it helps incorporate and bring out the best qualities of your espresso. Okay. So you'll find that in your cortado. Next up, the next highest level is something that we call a cappuccino. Okay. Now, cappuccino, depending on where you are in the world, is gonna look different. Um, but most traditionally, it's acknowledged as um, thirds, individual thirds. Okay. So it can total right about six ounces. You're looking at a third of it being espresso, mm-hmm. the second third being your um, steamed milk, and the third, the very final third, the final. I just like to sing, man. Um, that final third is going to be uh, just milk froth. Okay. Uh, just just the foam, as, okay. as some people would call it. Um, and something I'm picking up from what you're saying is like, these are very definitive amounts. Right? And the the yield of the drink is is all based on the shot of espresso. It's not like I, if I'm going to a specialty coffee shop, I'm not like, I'll have a large one of those, please. There's no volume variation. It's all based on the shot. Right. It's It's the same amount. Now, like I said, there are shops and coffee companies that might take liberties and decide, you know what, we're going to give you a 20 ounce cappuccino. Yeah, but what it, is it just like a, a double the amount that it would be if they come up with their own recipe okay. All right. to, to, to allow themselves to be able to say, this is what you're still consuming. But also they, they understand from a marketing perspective that people know the name cappuccino. Okay. They know that they like their cappuccino, yeah. but they're trying to give them the most out of it. Sounds like they may even associate it with like the frothy uh, part of the steamed milk is also what they're thinking of when they think of a cappuccino. Yeah, definitely. And and th- that's where we're trying to go for the most classic and traditional definition. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's something called a flat white. Same size, okay. six ounces. And, and people go back and forth. There's a huge debate between flat whites, cappuccinos. Um, but that flat, flat white looks a little bit more similar to what we described in the milk texture we wanted in your cortado, but maybe that you would also want in a latte, that's that's that micro foam, but it's a lot less foam at the end. It's just a layer of foam. Okay. And so in that cappuccino, you've got six ounces and you've got your two ounces of espresso, about four ounces okay. of steamed milk so, and just a top baby layer of foam. Yeah, because sometimes when I finish a cappuccino, I just realize there's like this, like a lot of foam sitting at the bottom. Right. You're not drinking it right, but yep. uh, you know it can be a lot of like foam residue. Whereas I'm going to consume that as liquid if it's a flat white. Definitely. Okay. All right. Yep. What's All right. the foam do for flavor? Or is it just like is it just? It's just thing? what's produced when you steam your milk. It just produce like the. But why do people want foam there? I think people just like the texture of it. I think it's a texture thing. I think it's a mouthfeel thing. And I I have seen a lot from people that want... I, I was actually having this conversation in the shop with some of our team the other day and said, what is it about foam? Because we were shaking up a cold cappuccino to produce this layer of foam. Um, and in a way, that's almost emulsion. Kind of. It's kind of like with your shot of espresso, we haven't even acknowledged this yet. 
But with your shot of espresso, there is a layer of crema there at the top, which is a a little bit of a layer of foam that's produced. Yeah, from the coffee. Coffee foam. All right. And that's an emulsion. So the emulsification process produces this separation between the crema and liquid espresso. Okay. Um, And it's similar when you steam your milk. There's now this layer of foam, but then you have the steamed milk. Um, when it combines with that shot of espresso, which typically you take the espresso and you stir it all together. So the crema is then uh, combined okay. with the coffee. Mix it back together. Because uh, the layer of crema itself can actually taste pretty gnarly. Um, so we make sure to incorporate it and okay. you mix in that steamed milk. Um, but when you steam the milk in a way that really does help promote the coffee, you get that thin layer of foam. Or, or a hot chocolate. Or a hot chocolate. With a little foam on the top. And there's something a little like a hot chocolate. We'll get to that in just a minute because the next highest amount is a latte. Okay. And a latte, this is the most steamed milk that you'll get in a cup of coffee. Same amount of espresso and then about 10 ounces of steamed milk. Okay. So that totals to about 12 ounces, a little bit bigger than a, a traditional cup. Um, and there are a lot of people out there that love their lattes. Well, and, and maybe for somebody that's just wanting to get their way into specialty coffee, they're, uh, they don't want a strong blast of coffee flavor. That may be good inroads for them. Definitely. Okay. All right. So yeah. latte has the most milk to coffee ratio. That's right. Highest milk to coffee ratio. Yeah. And then there's that mocha. Talking okay. about hot chocolates, there's a chocolate syrup that's involved. And then there are all different types of syrups that people might add in their coffee. People like a caramel Mocha being maybe the most common. Yes. Mocha is one of the most common because it's essentially a chocolate latte. Okay. So you put chocolate syrup, you mix it in with your espresso. Same thing. About 10 ounces of really high quality steamed milk. Could people hear anything mocha in the drink? It's got chocolate in it. That's right. Okay. All right. So that does that cover us then? That basically covers us on espresso and milk. And milk. There's a whole world of other terminology that coffee shops have come up with for themselves. To be continued. We will continue because there's a there's about an endless list of people's identities that they've come up with for sure. certain coffee drinks. And almost always when it incorporates milk or flavoring, it involves a shot of espresso. But there's also just black coffee that adds milk. Or there are people who prefer cream with their espresso. Or I think brevet is a cream. There's a whole long list of all of these menu options. Or maybe even off-menu options that we will discuss in the future. All right, but for for just coffee and milk, let's say we start with macchiato is the least amount of milk. Just a dot. Yep. And then we have... A cortado. Right. Okay. And that's half and half coffee, half half cream. and half. Okay. And then we have a cappuccino. Boom. Six ounces. Okay. And then a latte. Yes. Okay. All right. We missed the flat white. The flat white, which is a variation which is, on it's cappuccino. It's a variation on cappuccino. Okay. Uh, something a little bit newer that hails from New Zealand and Australia. Ooh. And then there's your latte. All right. Excellent. So we've learned some good things today about espresso. Espresso. I've learned a lot of coffee terms through this episode, um, especially with espresso. And if I had to have a takeaway from this episode, it would be for the person that is just getting started with coffee, but maybe they they had an experience with coffee where they just tasted something 
really strong by itself or maybe like a black coffee and it's oh you know the, the bitterness caught them off guard or something and they just said no i'm not interested but they got a friend that's like no you, you really got to try it you got to try it and maybe they start with a latte yeah you know just a lot of milk and a little bit of espresso to get into that flavor and start it. and then it just seems like maybe the challenge to, to people out there who are uh, maybe they got a favorite drink. Um, maybe they always get a cappuccino. Maybe maybe try stepping it down to, to like a cortado. a cortado, right? And see, yeah. and and maybe the goal there would be to enjoy a little bit more of the base coffee flavor. Um, I mean, there's nothing wrong with the cappuccino. There's nothing wrong with the latte. But maybe if if you want to try to highlight the coffee more, just step down the amount of milk. Right. And there's something about the character of your coffee that can only be experienced through that shot of espresso. Okay. The way that it's uniquely brewed. Yeah. And so it would be good to just take your next step in experiencing that by limiting the amount of milk or flavors that are in your coffee so you can taste coffee for what it has to offer. And you can always go back to what you're used to. Right. And hopefully we've demystified that enough that people are able to step in yeah. to just being a little bit more confident to say, you know what, today I do want to try a cortado or today I do want to try a shot of espresso. What is your espresso for today? All right. Excellent. Well, uh, for everyone out there who says, hey, uh, you missed my favorite drink, uh, send us in your favorite drinks and suggestions, anything that we may have missed. And if you've got any other objections, comments, brilliant ideas, things that we should have covered, please drop us a line. And we would love to include what you have to say on a future episode. We're going to catch you on the flippity sippity. Ground to Earth is produced by David Furry, Josiah Kent, and Roy Seringo. Editing by Roy Seringo and David Gardner. Video by Roy Seringo and David Gardner. Music is by David Furry, Riley Thornton, and Josiah Kent. Thanks for getting Ground to Earth with your hosts, Josiah Kent and myself, David Furry. See you next time.